Hi, and welcome to Barb, 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 the podcast. Today I'm joined by Jordan Dickens, a St. John strongman. We talk about lots of stuff, basic strongman events, uh, the mountain, steroid use, and the upcoming provincials. New Brunswick's strongest will be held April 30th, right here in St. John, and it's going to be a very exciting event. I can't wait for it. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to my dining room. Um, thank you for joining me on my podcast. Um, so, Jordan, uh, I would I would love it if you could introduce yourself to um, what I can only assume is a listener base that would have no idea what you do as a hobby. Okay, so my name is Jordan Dickens. I'm from here in St. John, um, and I compete at... In strongman competitions and powerlifting competitions, I promote strongman competitions, organize them. Um, I run a news group on Facebook to promote uh, strength sport news in Atlantic Canada. And I have a podcast called the Atlantic Strong Podcast where I um, interview strength athletes from Atlantic Canada. And I will recap meets and competitions and talk training and all that stuff. I'm married and have two young kids. Uh, they're six and seven. And Can you explain uh, what strongman is? So strongman is a sport that um, encompasses all these different events that will test your strength in across a, a different variety of of things of lifts. So there's you know there's there's overhead pressing, deadlifting, squatting moving events, stone loading. So all those events happen in a strongman competition. Um, and the competitors will do those events to see who is the strongest at those events on the day. And so a typical competition, low, you know, a typical one-day competition is five events. Um, there's always going to be, usually, the rules are not set in stone, but <laughs> usually you have an overhead pressing event, a deadlift event, um, a moving event of some sort, yoke, farmer's walk. Um, most of the time you'll have some sort of loading like stones or sandbags. And then, you know, what, whatever else you could do. Uh, what's coming back into popularity is grip events. So my event, my next event that I'm running will have purely a grip, uh, grip strength event. Um, and so that's it. That's what uh, what a strongman event is. So typically, um, you've got your field of athletes. Say you have 10 athletes. Um, the first place in every event gets one point. And, or sorry, the first place in every event gets 10 points. Mm-hmm. And 10th place would get one point. And it goes from there. So uh, and the person with the most points at the end of the day across the five events wins. So that's generally how the scoring is structured for, for an event. So if someone was going to think about strongmen, they might uh, think of maybe Arnold Schwarzenegger or so Arnold Schwarzenegger the mountain. A, the mountain is a good. The mountain is a good example. Half Thor Bjornsson from Iceland. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from being probably one of the most prolific strongmen outside of strongman, I mean, he was in Game of Thrones. He was mm-hmm. in, you know, Katy Perry music video. He's got this. I didn't know that boxing event going <laughs> on with Eddie Hall. Very um, involved in social media. He's really got his name out there. 
Um, he's one of the most successful strongmen of all time. He's the only man to win the Arnold Strongman Classic, World's Strongest Man, and Europe's Strongest Man in the same year, same calendar year. Um, he's, whether you call it a record or not, he's deadlifted the most ever. He had the, was it a 1,000 kilogram deadlift? It's a 501 kilo 501 deadlift. kilo, which is times 2.2. Times 2.2. Very kilos. large. Yeah, 1,104 <laughs> or whatever. There's controversy whether it's the world record or not. It doesn't matter whether you call it the world record or not. Nobody's deadlifted more than half their Bjornsson. Nobody else has deadlifted 501 kilograms from a standard height on deadlift bar with calibrated plates and straps in a multiply suit. Nobody's done more. Whether you call it the world record because he did it, whatever setting he did it in, sure. nobody's done more. So there's another guy, Eddie Hall, who's also very yep. prolific uh, in strongman, very prolific outside of strongman uh, with media and social media and everything. He did 500 kilos in a live competition. In a competition. Hathor Bjornsson did 501 in an online sure. uh, feat of strength in his own gym. And was it just online just because of, was it like because COVID? COVID? Yeah, yeah okay. It was um, um, a company, and I want to say it was World Ultimate Strongman. They started doing these online feats of strength just to fill the void of COVID because sure. live competitions weren't happening. You know, athletes weren't, if you don't compete, you don't make money. Uh, if you're lucky enough to have sponsors, you might make money, but these guys make of course, make a decent amount of money competing in strongman. So they filled a void um, by having these online feats of strength, and it was great to watch when nothing else was happening. But there's some controversy about whether these records should stand um, because of the setting they were in. Um, because up until that point, a record had to be broken in a competition. Well, with, with Hathor's deadlift, say what you want about it being a record, nobody's done more in the whole world. 501 kilograms 501 is kilograms. wild to think about how much that is. And then to think that, so Eddie Hall did 500, and it's it's neat to think that he only added two and a half pounds. Yeah. Like, but that's <laughs> a big deal. It's a huge deal. I... I don't know. Could I add two and a half pounds to my deadlift? Depend. It would depend. Depend on what I had for breakfast. Absolutely. <laughs> you, you talk about minute amounts of weight like that. I mean, it's not a. You know, it's not a, if if you got five hundred on the bar. And you can pick it up. If you put five hundred two point five on the bar, it's not like it's automatically going to be glued to the ground. Right. You know your your form might break down towards the top. Your form might break down in the middle. You might be able to grind it out depending on what you had for breakfast that well, day. Well, and you also would have just lifted 500, so your body's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So, <laughs> it, it, you know, it's not a magic thing where you add a smarty to the bar and it doesn't leave the ground, which I think a lot of people think it is like, oh, if my max is 500, if I put 505 on there, it's not even going to move. Well, it's not, it doesn't work like that. You'll probably get it halfway up or more. Right. But. So how in the world... Did you determine that that strongman was for you? That that the powerlifting and and strongman that strength was for you? Maybe that's um, a, a, an umbrella I'll put out there. 
I, I've been lifting weights since high school. Um, been interested in powerlifting and strongman since then. Um, but what really got me into competing was I uh, wasn't very good at fighting because I tried for a, a while to be a mixed martial arts fighter, and I trained and fought, and I just wasn't very good. Okay. And then when I stopped doing that, I still wanted to do something, and I wanted to compete. Um, I didn't want to play football anymore. There is a men's league in Atlanta, Canada. I didn't want to play football anymore. Um, so I started, I continued to lift through this whole time, and then there was a competition coming up. This is 2017. There was a competition coming up in Halifax, and I talked to some people and signed up and, and went to um, CPU, what would have been Nova Scotia Powerlifting Association Provincials, mm -hmm. in May of 2017. Oh, my gosh. That was only four years ago. It was only four years ago, yeah. But I've been lifting off and on yeah, since sure. I was 15. Um, so you so for four years, but you've been lifting, like you said, since you were yeah, I started. How old are you? I'm 31. Yeah, I started <laughs> lifting weights. Uh, I played football at St. John High School. Um, and started lifting weights then. I had, uh, you know, some great coaches and teachers that got me into it. Uh, Dave Grandy, Derek Burry. Um, so that really, I got the bug for lifting then. Um, and from, you know, 2005 to... 2010, I was off and on in the gym, and then I started um, doing martial arts and training to fight, and I got back into lifting weights again for that. And then when that kind of ended, um, when I stopped taking that seriously, um, I still wanted to do something yeah, to challenge myself and uh, compete. I'm a pretty competitive person, so that's when I got into, into powerlifting. Um, so I did a few powerlifting competitions, and then I got invited to train um, – well, with a guy that I played football against in the men's league who was into powerlifting and strongman, uh, Derek Bryan, and then another guy named Blair Mitchell who lives down in St. George. They invited me to train down with them, and uh, they had all the strongman stuff and had done competitions before. Derek had done competitions before. So when you say strongman stuff, what do you mean? So the big barrier of entry to serious strongman training is the equipment mm. because um, it's not just a barbell and plates. It's... The log, it's an axle, yoke, farmer's handle, stones, sandbags. So, you know, training a good life, they don't have any of that. <laughs> well, he can't drop them anyway. <laughs> he can't drop them anyway. You'll get, you'll get kicked out. Um, so they had all that stuff. So I got into training with them, and then a, a competition popped up that had a, um, a novice side. What does, so what does novice mean? So uh, it was at Renfrew Strength in... Um, just outside of Halifax in like Elmsdale area yep. around there, um, they had um, they had the men's open, which is like the the big guys that had done it before. That pretty heavy, serious competition. Then they had a novice side, which was a little bit lighter. It was for people that had never competed before. Mm -hmm. So they opened the door for people to come and compete and just try it and just try it um, that hadn't competed before. Um, so I did that. I came in second place um, for my class, which was a novice over 100 kilos. Mm -hmm. I came in second place. I did pretty good, and uh, and that was the only novice competition I did. After that, I signed up only for open side. So that year, I had signed up for Atlantic Canada's Strongest Man uh, and got injured and didn't go. So that was 2019. 
So I spent five or six months just rehabbing that injury, not really lifting. Um, but once I was cleared to, to go heavy again, um, I started signing up for, for you know, the quote-unquote open competitions, which is open weight class. You can be as big as you want. You can, there's no drug testing. Uh, they're very heavy competitions. Even around here, they're very heavy competitions. Um, so the first open one I did was uh, the following year, 2020, right before the pandemic happened. Um, it was Renfrew, again, put it on. It was called Heavier Than Hell. They did a strongman <laughs> competition on Saturday. And they did a powerlifting competition on Sunday. So I did the strongman competition on Saturday. And it was heavy. It was 800-pound um, yoke for 50 feet. Uh, it was a 300-pound stone of steel for reps over a bar. It was a 800-pound tire for 50 feet, flipping the tire. Uh, max deadlift. Uh, it was a really heavy competition. I came in last. You know, in Atlantic Canada, there's there's four or five guys you're always going to see at these competitions, okay. and they're always going to be towards the top. Joey Lavallee from, from the Moncton area, he's gone to Canada's Strongest Man. He came in sixth. Was his best finish at Canada's Strongest Man. Shane Gallant, um, who's always always in the top three at these competitions, he he was there. Dylan Frazier um, from Nova Scotia, he he came in ahead of me. There's only four of us competing, and those three came in yeah. first, second, and third. Um, so it wasn't unexpected. I was still pretty new to the open side. It wasn't really until this year that I hit my stride in these competitions and started kind of climbing up. Um, in placing. So that 2020, I came in last at Heavier Than Hell. I came in fifth out of six at uh, Atlantic Canada's Strongest Man, which was the same. It was um, yeah. Shane Gallant. Uh, Grant Connors was at Atlantic Canada's Strongest Man. He's, he's been the face of Strongman in Atlantic Canada for a long time. He's incredibly strong. Um, he's gone to Canada's Strongest Man. I don't know how many times. He's won Atlantic Canada's Strongest Man 13 or 14 times. Um, so it was all the same people there at that one uh, in 2020. And then this year, 2021, I really kind of picked it up and started uh, placing better. Wow. Yeah. It's, and This is crazy. <laughs> like, I think uh, of the the communities that I know about, like, uh, like, I, what am I trying to say? Like, you know, there's a track and field community. There's a hockey community. Yep basketball, soccer, you, you you know about that or you know people that compete in that. I don't know anybody that does strong man. Like it's, it, and I, I shouldn't say that. Of course, I do now. Yeah. Um, there's a, a powerlifting gym at, at Funday CrossFit where I train. I used to train very loosely. Um, but, you know, strongman is, is to me a very new thing in yep. 2021. But you said somebody's won 13, 14 times. Yeah, and it's... Like, so it's clearly... It's around, but... And with history. And with history. And I mean, you know, there's Maritimers that have gone to World Strongest Man. Greg, uh, Greg I Ernst, almost did a spit take. Greg Ernst <laughs> from Nova Scotia has wow. been to World Strongest Man. He's held world records in the, in the stone carrying. Um, you know, there's a guy, uh, there's a Nova Scotian living in Newfoundland right now named Jordan Stewart, who is um, qualified to go to the biggest middleweight competition of the year, which is called Clash on the Coast. Middleweight uh, in this context is under 105 kilos. 
231 pounds. Um, but there's a guy, no, there's a guy in Newfoundland who's going, uh, who's qualified to go to the biggest middleweight competition of the year. Um, so the community is here. The sport's been around, but people just don't know. People not in the club kind of don't know about it. So that's what I've been trying to do with the podcast and, you know, the news group and, and promoting shows is is to get it out there and get more people competing and, and training and having fun because it's the funnest thing in the world to do. So I will, um, I will add that I, I completely agree. It is really fun. Um, a few months ago, Jordan came to Funny CrossFit on a Sunday or a Saturday afternoon and brought your, you brought your implements and you were just like, oh, let's try them. It was really fun, like to pick up the log and, you know, and well, and to clean it up to your shoulders. And when you think, I guess, when I think about watching all of these on TV, you think like, how are they doing that? And now I know how, Yeah. but I know how on an empty log that only weighed 85 pounds, (laughs) but, uh, like it is really fun. So if, if you think of all of the implements, because you own quite a few, and then of yeah, course you'd have access to quite a few yeah. more. Like what? What are your What are your favorite things to do? What are the things you can't train because you'd be cherry picking your own training? I mean, <laughs> my, my 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 best <laughs> and favorite uh, my best and favorite events right now are like um, sandbag carries, yoke walks, and uh, log press. I'm kind of because I own a log, because I own a yoke. Mm-hmm. I've, I've gotten exponentially better at those things since I got the implements. Of course. On my own. And, uh, so now I'm, I'm fairly confident going into, into competitions with those kinds of things. Um, In a strongman competition, do you, does everyone do the same thing? Yeah. Like, so it wouldn't, um, you're not, you're not testing your best lift and you're not, you know, just, I'm, I'm going to try to deadlift 400 pounds. Like, it's not like that. Everybody picks up the same bar. So, so typically, uh, you know, an event like a max deadlift, we don't run it like a powerlifting competition where you pick your weight and they'll load the bar for you and you do your weight. It's, we're going to put 500 on the bar and everybody's going to try it. And everybody doesn't hit it. Go sit down. We're going to (laughs) put 550 on the bar and we're going to try it. And everybody doesn't hit it. Go sit down. If you put 500 pounds on the bar and we're going to deadlift it for however many times, I'd say, you know, if I was promoting the show and mm-hmm. telling people what the events are, I'd say that's a deadlift four reps. Oh, okay. Or a log four reps. And then and then you'd have, if I put max deadlift. Then you just go till somebody can't lift it anymore. Basically go until somebody can't go anymore. We call that rising bar. Yeah. Um, it's a great format because... Uh, get to see people do a lot of lifts but it also kind of drags the competitions along Mm. Um, especially if you start too light so if we say hey we're going to do a max deadlift and we're going to start at 500 well basically you know for for the open weight class everybody's going to hit it and then you go okay we'll do 550 everybody's going to hit it like everybody's going to keep going for a while so you kind of have to when you're promoting a show or running a show you got to pick a weight a starting weight that's pretty close to mm-hmm. the, say the max of the the max of the middle of the pack. It's when to start, um, so you don't have. So you're dropping people. You're you, dropping you people round drop, two. Yeah, you want to drop. Are you finding? Um, and I'll 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 preface this with another story. 
I started CrossFit when I was 30. I'm 37. When I was 30, nobody could do a muscle-up at my gym. You know, if you could do 10 chest-to-bar pull-ups, you were the fittest person in the gym. You know, just thinking about how much better everyone has gotten at a sport like CrossFit is really neat to see. So, you know, it's almost like the bar is higher. Do you find that in strong men? Like, are you finding that everybody is just getting stronger? Yes, absolutely. And I mean, even at the highest level, at the on the world stage, they're seeing that. Now it's, you know, 30 years ago, the max log press was like 150 kilos, 330 pounds. It's still nuts, but it's still nuts. But, go on. <laughs> but, but at this point, if you're competing in world's strongest man and you can't log press 400, Back kick, of the kick line. rocks. Right. You're at the bottom of the pack if you can't log press 400. But 30 years ago, the record was 330. Where do you find the time to Four do in the this? Morning. I'm sorry? Four in the morning. That's, that's <laughs> a time I've never seen on a clock before. I get up at four and I'm training by four forty five most days. And is that because you have two kids, you have priorities at home, you have a job? It's because my hobby that only takes my time and I get nothing back is not going to affect my family life. I'm not taking time away from my family because I like strong men. I go for uh, the competition days are different. Um, sure. Seminars, sure, things like sure. that. It's different, but my training five times a week is not going to affect the amount of time I see my kids. So I get up before. The sport is growing so much, and it's so fun to sit back and watch as a as an an amateur. That's what I would call myself. Like I can deadlift, I can bench press, but will I ever strict press four hundred pounds? Not in my life. <laughs> You had mentioned, um, kind of under your breath, off the cuff, uh, about drug testing. Yeah. So I How, mean, where does that fit in? In strongman. In strongman. Nowhere. Oh, okay. Nowhere. There are no rules. There are no rules, except there is an organization um, called the World Heavy Events Association that is bringing in WADA level testing for their events. Okay. Uh, and Newfoundland, the, all the events uh, run by certain people in Newfoundland um, are drug tested. Mm-hmm. And they're actually going to host uh, Canadian Nationals drug tested for Strongman in July. Yeah. So when you watch uh, Rogue Strongman or no drug Arnold, just you're, no drug you're just showing up. That's it. Wow. Do you think that there has to be a place for drug in Strongman? I think if we want to see, as spectators, if we want to see the 500 kilo deadlifts, if we want to see the the world record log press go up, if we want to see, uh, if we want to see all that, we want to see a 660 pound stone go over a four foot bar, the drugs have to be in it. So you don't think that there is... Well, I guess the numbers just wouldn't be there if drugs weren't there. I don't think that so. That we'd all be, we'd be having this conversation about a 400 kilo deadlift, not a 500 kilo right. deadlift. Right. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. I, you know, as a spectator, I don't even think about it. 
I just am like, wow, they're so strong. Uh, I mean, I just assume, like watching the biggest shows, I assume they're all on steroids. Sure. And if anybody wasn't, they'd have to convince me that they weren't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they the only two guys that really pop out to me right now is having been staunchly against steroids that even competed at that world stage are um, an American firefighter named Phil Fister and then Ode Haugen, who um, competed well into his 50s in World's Strongest Man. I remember listening to a podcast with him where he said that he was drug-free. But, but I mean, if, if there's anybody else in that world stage that's drug-free, they're not talking about it. Do you think that there is, would be a stigma in either direction about doing steroids or not doing steroids? Like, do you think that even if someone wasn't, that they wouldn't talk about it? I don't know. Probably not. I don't know. I mean, if I, if, if I make it past the level that I'm at, I'm going to talk about that I'm natty and you're not. I'm going to talk about it. If I, you know, if I go any further than this local level, I'm going to talk about it because it would be a point of pride. Not that I care if anybody's doing it. It's it's not in the rules. I don't care. Um, and I don't even care at the local level. It's not mm-hmm. my business. We're not drug testing. But, you know, if I if I made it to any higher level than than just placing at Atlantic Cancer. And you make sure it came up in conversation. make sure it comes up, yeah. And there are guys around um, that that do make a point of, of putting it out there that they're, they're lifetime drug-free. And, I mean, uh, Dylan Frazier... Um, from Nova Scotia, who's a really, really good strongman competitor. He he makes a point of saying that he's lifetime natural, and uh, so it's, it's hiding anything. So it's not a secret. It's not. No. A, it's just. No, it's not a secret. It's just a. It's not a taboo. It's topic an, of it's conversation. An, it's an accepted thing, and some guys probably wouldn't advertise it as as easily as other guys. Sure. But, yeah. Okay, so if uh, you're natty, that's funny. Uh, <laughs> Tell me what you eat in a day. Whatever my kids eat. <laughs> I well, mean, if you're waking up at 4 a.m., do you eat before or after? Or so, la- so la- <laughs> lately, my lately I, I wake up, I have a scoop of protein, a clementine, uh, maybe uh, some caffeine pills, and I go to the gym. And then I have the same thing when I get home, minus the caffeine pills. Um, and lately, I haven't been eating um, in the mornings, just I haven't felt like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do eat a lot the rest of the day. Like, And it, right now, I haven't really been paying attention to what I'm eating because the weight going up either up or down isn't uh, isn't a goal right now. Maybe in the new year I'll try to shed some, some pounds, but I just eat what my kids are eating just five times the amount. What kind of toll does a, like a competition day take on your body? Depends on the events. So I've done competitions where I walked away feeling just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the River Valley Strength Challenge in Perth Andover in September um, was, there was no max events. Um, there was no max events and there was no overhead press. And I felt fine after that. I felt, you know, because when we had a keg toss, which is not a very taxing event, um, car deadlift for reps, which car, yeah, <laughs> funny. <laughs> so car deadlift for reps, which I, I didn't actually get very many reps because it was, uh, they added weight every rep. Okay. Um, so I wasn't really taxed from that. And then it was, 
um, Farmer's Walk and uh, Loading Medley and Stones. So it just depends, really. Like um, Atlantic Canada's Strongest Man, I felt like I was hit by a truck. That was the worst I felt after an event ever. Normally, I'm um, next day, I'm good to go. I'm not, I'm a little sore, maybe a little tired, but generally no worse for wear. But after Atlantic Canada's Strongest Man this year, I was toast. And so what was the difference? I don't know. I think it was just Overhead the, press, I back think it was, lift. Yeah, I think it was just um, the weight of all the events, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, there were six events, not five. Um, and this is in one day. This is in one day, yeah. There was, um, the last event was very hard. It was, uh, we had five field stones and you had to load them to a 54-inch platform and they started at 220 and they ended at 360. And that was very, very taxing. I think that was what really pushed me over the edge as far as really feeling bad after the competition. But I'm, there, it really just depends on the events because that's the only competition that I've done that I felt like that. Yeah. So, okay. You said you're 31. Yeah. And you've taken on quite a role in the community in that you're putting on events, you're, you have gear, so clearly you're letting others use it, whether it's for events or whatever. Like, why have you taken that on? Who else is going to do it? When I, when I announced that I was going to do New Brunswick's Strongest Man, Nobody else was doing anything. Right. Before COVID, after COVID, nobody else was doing anything. Who'd had a, who'd had a competition in New Brunswick in the past couple of years? Nobody. I mean, uh, River Valley Strength Challenge in Perth Andover, Dirk Bishop, who uh, is a great guy, uh, world-level Highland Games athlete at one point. Um, he was doing that competition annually, but it had fallen off for a couple of years, and I, I had just spent all this time in the past four years driving outside of New Brunswick to do competitions. So it was this, the same vein of of RJ Forbes and uh, and those guys up in Moncton saying, if we don't bring back the New Brunswick Powerful Association, nobody else is going to do it for us. Mm-hmm. I, I thought the same thing. If I don't put on a competition in New Brunswick, who's going to do it? I've got the gear. I've got access to all the gear. I'm sure I can get a spot. Let's do it. What are your goals? I mean, 2022 would be, uh, so I just came third at Atlantic Canada Strongest Man. Obviously, 2022 goal would be to make the podium again. Um, definitely make the podium again at Atlantic's. Um, hopefully win a smaller show, at least. Um, I came in second at Perth Hanover. I came in second at Charlotte County's. Um other than that, just to grow the sport of strongman and uh, put on another good New Brunswick Strongest Man and Woman in April. Um, you know, that, that those are my competing goals. I mean, I'd love to get my deadlift back up over 600, keep my back healthy. Um, my squat's going up. I'd love to get that, you know, I'd love to get up over six for that again. Um, 200 kilo bench. My log press is, uh, my best is 308 right now uh, and 300 for a triple. So I'd like to do, you know, 325, 330 on the log, 330 on axle would be cool. Wow. Um, 
those are some really uh, exciting goals. Yeah, I mean, and achievable. Oh yeah, there's like that's I've got some stretch goals, like a thousand pound yoke for twenty five feet. My my big goals are that you know, I'd love to squat and dead three hundred kilos. I'd love to bench two hundred kilos. I'd love to log press one hundred and fifty, one hundred and fifty five. That kind of stuff. Well, look, Jordan, this was awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, for, thank you. For talking this is my, about... my favorite topic. <laughs> talking well, about myself and talking about strongman. I, I love talking about people who are strong. Like, I, I just think it's such a, um, a, a skill and uh, an ability that we all have. And it's it's neat when 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 you work on it. Thanks a lot. No, thank you. Thanks so much for listening. That's it for today. Thank you so much to the Maritime Collective for their support in the production of this podcast. Thank you to the Constantines for See you later.